It's the very first episode of Yuzuru Hanyu is my emergency contact, the Fanyu Fanmi podcast. For those of you who have been reading the blog, Yuzuru Hanyu is my emergency contact, and interacting with Fanyu Fanmi on social media, I first just want to take a moment to say, Hi, it's me! I have loved getting to know you and discussing, sharing, and let's be honest, obsessing about Yuzu with you. To anyone new to Fan You Fan Me, you might be asking yourself, Kode wa nan desu ka? What is this? What exactly should I expect from the Fan You Fan Me podcast? Well, I'm going to talk about Yuzu. And then after I talk about Yuzu, I'm going to spend the rest of the time talking about Yuzu. Everything from Fan You Fan Me is about the Fan You experience. Watching Yuzu, whether he's skating or in front of a white wall, Supporting Yuzu on his hunt to find the perfect Iahon or land the quad axle, and imagining everything, really just about everything, in between. If you aren't a fan of two time Olympic gold medalist figure skater Yuzuru Hanyu, or are not in the mood for an unapologetic love gush on his superiority to any other human, past, present, or future, this may not be, definitely is not, the podcast for you. But if the first seven notes of blinding lights send you into a dark corner, your idea of the perfect date night involves a red apron and microwaved hot chocolate, and you know that obviously the letters LGC must always be followed by the word hair, you're in the right place. Come on in and have some gyoza. Each episode will have the reading of at least one Yuzuru Hanyu is my emergency contact blog post. If you want to read along, you can find the links for each post in the description. There will also be commentary on anything Fanyu Fanmi happens to find Yuzu relevant at the moment. Pusan on ice tour dates? News that Yuzu's bike no longer has training wheels? The white wall is being repainted? I'll make sure to say what I think about it. Sometimes I might throw in some words in Japanese. Shinpai shinai de kudasai. The translations are in the description. Or you can put them in Google Translate and let the hilarity ensue. Other times, I might simply play a clip of something I'm obsessed with hearing Yuzu say. Even if I still don't know enough Japanese to understand the meaning. You'll also get a little background into the blog's origin. Go ahead, take a moment, think of your favorite Origin 2.0 photo. I know I have mine. And now for the post that started it all. The post that came from one divine moment of sister embarrassing inspiration. If you don't think creativity can be birthed from snark, hopefully this post will prove you wrong. Seno. My sister's boyfriend is a K-pop star. He likes to gnaw on chicken bones and make guppy faces into the camera on VLive. It drives my sister wild. He participates in physical challenges on strange Korean TV shows. We call him the Iron Buffalo, at least when he's not dressed like a banana. Aren't bananas a good source of iron? No, that's potassium. But potassium buffalo doesn't have quite the same ring to it, especially since he's beefy. Korean beefy. That also drives my sister wild. Come to think of it, everything about him drives my sister wild. The way he gazes longingly at Pringles, the see-through gauzy pink shirt, his nostrils. I kid you not, nostrils. Wild. How do I know? 
because I receive on average about 212 blaze emojis from her a day. You know the one. Imagine receiving those in droves throughout your workday. Working on a spreadsheet? Blaze. Taking dictation during a conference call? Blaze, blaze. In a meeting with your boss while your phone is, fatal error, face up on his desk in front of you? Blaze, blaze, blaze. I can't decide whether I should worry it will blow up my phone? Is emoji overload covered under my pointless iPhone insurance? Or be satisfied that poor Link will finally find that hidden staircase under the fifth bush from the right? Yesterday, we upgraded to a Mount Vesuvius emoji. Someone should alert the villagers. His name is Chansung. I figure the name Chansung in Korea might be the equivalent to the names John or Mike in America, so his identity is safe. And to protect the innocent, I won't tell you the name of the K-pop group he belongs to. Let's just say it's 1400 hours military time. Then again, we don't talk about military time because of the whole South Korea two-year mandatory military service thing. Did you know about that? I didn't. My sister has already started making care packages. It costs almost $300 to mail a box to South Korea via UPS. Did you know that? She didn't. They did hear me say South, right, was her response. My response? The facepalm emoji. I use that one a lot. She thinks it would be cheaper to mail herself to South Korea. This idea resulted in another blaze. She's going to check with USPS about mailing the box, not herself. I think. So until the time comes when I have to start ensconcing her in bubble wrap, my sister will continue to bide their separation by listening to him sing Make Love, Blaze Infinitum, Vesuvius Eruption, Run Villagers Run. And I mean, sure, does it get weird sometimes that she's never actually met him, spoken to him, been in the same time zone as him? Sure, I guess. But it's okay. My boyfriend is a Japanese figure skater. Keeping with the theme of origins, because, hey, those mental images are too good to pass up, this next post is all about the first time I ever saw Yuzu. All the way back in 2014, when I believed that the only thing figure skaters did was spend four years in hiding, training, just for the Olympics, with no competitions or ice shows in between. Which explains one of my biggest life's regrets, not realizing I could actually see Yuzu doing stuff between the years of 2014 and 2018. But as you'll find out, this wasn't my only embarrassing moment of figure skating naivety. My mom says real people can be amazing too. Right, mom. They've been real amazing so far. There's a reason my sister's last three boyfriends she's never met have been a British emo singer who, not gonna lie, happened to make my skin crawl, a grown-up Harry Potter look-alike millionaire who would schedule speaking engagements and then bail without a word, Avada Kedavra Credibilio, and another emo singer, this time American, who was actually starting to grow on me, but he turned out to be some kind of Satanist, so... But I'm much more grounded. I live in the real world. I only date animated people. And I don't mean animated lively. I mean animated drawn. My first animated crush was Tuxedo Mask from Sailor Moon. Full disclosure, my first 
first animated crush was Dr. Aegon Spangler from the real Ghostbusters cartoon, but I can't explain that one to you, so back to Tuxedo Mask. I didn't even watch Sailor Moon. I was just infatuated with his image. I mean, he walks around in a tuxedo and a mask so much that they made it his name. But it turns out Tuxedo Mask was really just a gateway drug. A gateway drug to swoon. Soichiro Arima. Say it with me. Soichiro Arima. What a name. Wispy pieces of jet black hair dusting his brow, dressed all in black except for one exacting seam of white, perpetually polite, painstakingly particular, perfectly perfect. Revered and adored by all, he's unwaveringly kind yet keeps to himself until he falls madly in love with Miyazawa. Then, he still keeps to himself, but with an unyielding passion for his one true love devoted only to her. Throw in a beautiful piano theme whenever he's around, and maybe some cherry blossoms blowing in the wind, and, well, excuse me, I need to text my sister an emoji. Sadly, poor Arima's anime, Kare Kano, only lasted one season. The manga lasted much longer, but yikes did it take a turn. Arima's birth mother comes back and ruthlessly physically abuses him. Arima's birth father comes back and puts a gun between Arima's eyes. Arima stabs a pin straight through his hand. Oh, spoiler alert. It got to the point that when I was reading the manga with Arima the doll, we'll get to that unique situation later, I had to keep covering his wide, bright, innocent eyes, apologizing, I didn't remember this part, Arima-kun. Arima and I recently rekindled our love after a hiatus. I never truly forgot Arima. He's always been the anime monosashi that all other animated characters have been measured against. It was going to take someone very strong to pull me away from Soichiro and the Cherry Blossoms. Someone strong with the Force. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Swoon. Say it with me. Obi-Wan Kenobi. What a name. If you're thinking about Alec Guinness or Ewan McGregor right now, A, I'm sorry, and B, you're wrong. We're talking full-on CG Obi-Wan from the five-season plus the movie No Not That One and the Netflix sixth season Why, Why, Why Did This Show End So Help Me 2008 to 2014 Clone Wars. See, Obi-Wan came along when I was desperately in need of a hero. I could tell you why, but then things would get sad, and while it would make it much more marketable and possibly a Pixar movie, I refused to go there. You will not play future me in some sad sap movie, Meryl Streep. My sister would tell you Obi-Wan's a pretentious hero. Or just that he's pretentious. I would argue that he is not pretentious. He is particular. Particular is a quality which is going to loom large here shortly. He's also decent. Think that's an odd quality to be attracted to? Have we talked about how everyone I'm attracted to was birthed in the ink and paint department instead of a hospital? But seriously, I defy you to find me a really, really decent human. Think about it. Having a hard time, aren't you? Now find me a really, really decent human with meaning behind his eyes, an irresistible accent, and who routinely sports black gloves while being the universe's only hope. Yeah, thought so. There might also be a life-size decal of Obi on my wall, and a rare McKay which cost, well... 
but Obi does not fall into my usual type, minus the whole, hey, I'm animated thing. For one, he doesn't have black hair, which is usually a major, major prerequisite for me. Major. But the biggest deal breaker is that he has, and this part hurts, a beard. Excuse me while I gag. I find nothing more deplorable than facial hair, and there is nothing you can do to convince me otherwise. But Opie's beard looks like it was masterfully carved from wood, drastically enhancing its cleanliness score. In fact, Obi in general looks like he's carved from wood. Who knew I could fall for a nutcracker? Just call me Clara. After Obi came Tokyo Ghoul's Ken Kaneki. Swoon. Say it with me. Ken Kaneki. Naive bookworm who just wants to go on a date with his dream bookworm girl who turns out to be a ghoul who wants to eat his insides, so she attacks him on their first date but gets crushed by a crane and has her organs transplanted into Kaneki by a surgeon who claims, I'll take the responsibility. My best friend, who wishes to remain nameless for reasons we would detail later but aren't allowed to, will call him Cactus. Freaked out at this point. What doctor would do that transplant without permission? I mean, the chick with the bug arms coming out of her back is fake, but HIPAA's for real. Anyway, Kaneki, failed by HIPAA, turns into a freak half-ghoul, half-human, and, according to Cactus, spends the rest of the series screaming about not wanting to eat people. Might I point out that Cactus only watched two episodes? By the end of the first season, Kaneki has been kidnapped and tortured until he morphs into Shiro Kaneki who turns out to be one of the greatest anime characters of all time. Lots of people want desperately to make Tokyo Ghoul some kind of terrible, gruesome horror anime, with Kaneki as the twisted emo pop culture icon for bloodlust angst. I think they all must have watched as many episodes as Cactus. Sure, he has moments when one eye turns black and red and he takes a bite out of someone, but deep down, this character is the anti-horror. Protective, introspective, humane, and man can he rock a pair of wedge boots. Black, except for a couple exacting white stripes. When he covers his one ghoul eye to hide what he has become from his best friend and then wordlessly carries same friend dead in his arms through a snowy street where all the human ghoul hunters are waiting to kill him, all the while looking down at him endearingly while his wispy white hair dusts his brow, you losers that are out for terror and bloodlust from Kaneki can kiss my ass with your zipper-toothed mask, which you also misunderstand. So yeah, I might have a thing for animated characters. In fact, it became such a trend with me that I was beginning to think I was animogamous. Until... I was watching the 2018 Winter Olympics, sort of. I was probably multitasking because, let's face it, Olympics coverage isn't what it used to be. Yes, NBC, I know you happen to be obsessed with Lindsay Vaughn, but some of us would prefer to hear stories about people from other countries at this, you know, international competition. Anyway, chances are I was working on my Star Wars novel or posting something snarky on Facebook about, you know, Lindsay Vaughn, when I heard the six words that would forever change my life. Yuzuru Hanyu has arrived in Pyeongchang. Oh, I remember him, I think casually. I look to the TV. Oh, I remember him. 
Suddenly, it's 2014 again. I'm watching the Sochi Winter Olympics. Who remembers that the 2014 Winter Olympics were in Sochi? Anyone? Who remembers that they were in 2014? Anyone? Yeah, thought so. I used to say the same for myself. Now, I can write Sochi in Japanese. And Olympics. And 2014. It's intense. Sochi and 2014 are sacred in my current circle. Anyway, back to 2014, Doc Brown. It's 2014, and I'm watching men's figure skating when onto the ice skates Yuzuru Hanyu. Great Scott, I think to myself. See what I did there? This guy is Arima on ice. I also think to myself, aw, he's probably not going to be very good. Poor guy. Emojis weren't big in 2014. Or maybe they were, but I probably didn't have an iPhone yet. You had to pry, pry my red Motorola razor out of my iron buffalo grip. Regardless, someone should have sent me a thousand laughing, hysterical, crying emoji faces when I had that poor guy thought. Um, did you see Yuzuru Hanyu's short program in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi? He broke the world record. That's right. Poor guy indeed. He went on to win the gold medal, and in the most adorable way possible. I'm first? I'm the first? Look it up on YouTube. Your heart will melt or erupt depending on your emoji orientation. Well, good for you, fella. Back to Japan you go. I wonder if you'll be back in 2018, and I wonder if I'll remember you. 2018, he came back. Oh, I remember him. Yuzuru Hanyu. Swoon. Say it with me. Yuzuru Hanyu. What a name. I feel I should briefly pause here and point out that my only two actual real people can be amazing to 100% unanimated boyfriends had boring monosyllabic names. They weren't even something cool like Zark or Ka. So we'll just refer to them as Boy 1 and Boy 2. Say it with me, Boy 1. Say it with me, Boy 2. Yeah, should have known those wouldn't work out. But back to Yuzuru Hanyu Onigaishimasu. The video of Yuzu's first practice in Pyeongchang showed him skating in his usual warm-up attire, all black, including gloves, except for a few exacting seams of white. Accompanied by piano music, he moves across the ice, his wispy pieces of jet-black hair dusting his brow. Wait a minute. Is this a... what do they call it? Human? Not to mention when he gets disappointed in himself, one eye turns black and red and he stabs a pin through his hand. <gasps> I thought you would never come. Before I say matane, I feel it's only fair to remind you of that time the greatest figure skater, <clears throat> human of all time, met one of the greatest anime characters of all time. Yeah, never gonna get over that. And that wraps up this very first episode of the Fan You Fan Me podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can find Fan You Fan Me on Instagram, Facebook, Redbubble, Twitter, and the official Fan You Fan Me website. Links in the description. If you didn't like what you heard, I recommend you check out podcasts about other certain figure skaters.
Until next time, say it with me. Yuzuru Hanyu. The Fan You Fan Me podcast is a Back to the Forest production. Back to the forest? <laughs> um, you know, just kidding. Ha, ha, ha.